realistically, it probably ended up being just a couple old people just didn't know how to use app. Yeah. Um, Boomers, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked. What's going on, everybody? This is David Sue, and this is episode three of the Nobody Asked podcast. Today, I have with me special guest Benjamin Sun, who's a sophomore at Homestead High School down at Sunnyvale. Hello. In this episode, I actually ran out of ideas, so I went to you guys to give me some ideas, and on my Instagram, you guys gave me some really nice responses. Uh, first one, actually, was Benny who recommended it, was Instagram scams. So, Benny, you wanted to talk about this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so, like, it's actually been a thing for a long time, so, like, you know the things with, oh, every time we post this, usually whenever a natural disaster happens, every time you repost this on your story, we will donate a dollar to a fund or something, or there's also one where it's like, Oh, if you donate, if you post this, repost this on your story, we'll donate a dollar to, to plant a tree. We'll plant one tree. And then the most recent one was if you repost on a story, we'll give you a free hoodie when we hit a hundred thousand followers. The issue with these is oftentimes, a lot of times they're fake. So I was put onto this by a Buzzfeed news article where they did an investigation into breaking down how those work. A couple pointers that they're fake is that number one, a lot of times they don't have, they don't check whether you've actually done it. There, there's no way to check because oftentimes people have private accounts. You just can't see whether they posted on their story or not. They also don't have the funds capable of fulfilling these requests. So my latest example, the hoodie, actually has over 25,000 responses so far. But if they, yeah. were, if they were to hit their goal of 100,000, they would have to spend about, I would estimate, $4 yeah, million. There would be no way. Yeah, there's, they'd have to spend about $4 million, including shipping, handling, fulfillment to everyone, and cost of the hoodie itself, because they, yeah. they physically sell that same hoodie on their website for about $48. So they'd be selling those all of those at a loss. And also, um, bigger picture, you know, a lot of people do these things for, like, charities, like the Australia Fires, to different causes and stuff. These scams create a bigger problem, because for these scams to happen, people have to post them, and... A lot of people think that they're helping by either um, reposting so the organization sends money or just raising awareness. But a lot of the times it's actually worse because it gives them a false sense of security that they're doing something to help. And when it comes time where they actually should be doing something, they, they have that little seed in their mind that says, oh, I already did this. I, I helped already. But yeah. in reality, it, it doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. Um, the only good thing that might be of coming out of this is honestly awareness, social awareness, people knowing that these are actually a thing. But still, I think there's other ways to generate awareness. I've, I've seen people just post straight up about information or news posts from CNN, New York Times. Yeah, like those anything. are fine. Yeah. But when you're asking for likes and comments and reposts. For, for physical money and charity, yeah. One thing I wanted to point out was that for most of these accounts that do this, what they do is they accumulate a lot of followers and likes and stuff. Yeah. And then what they do is once it stops giving attention, but it still has a large amount of followers, they'll actually wipe everything off the account and they'll sell it to someone who's willing to buy the account with a yeah, lot of followers yeah, yeah. just so they can have a lot of followers. I've actually been wanting to try to create recreate one of these scams. I just haven't had the time. Uh, yeah, me and, my, uh, how it goes. me and my friend Josh were thinking like a social experiment just yeah. to create one of these and get it to spread around our school and see what happens. Yeah, because honestly, it doesn't, co- it doesn't cost anyone that much. Yeah. yeah, the only thing it costs is like ethically. A bit of time. Yeah, ethically it's incorrect, and a lot of and a lot of times it's just for like selling it for money. So, Basically, yeah. our opinion is that it's you know sometimes for charity, I guess you can do it to raise awareness, but you have to remember that in actuality you're not like directly doing something yeah useful. You're just raising awareness, which is good, 
but it's not something you want to support for free things like hoodies and yeah. clothes and Actually, whatever. Actually, there's a couple of ways to tell if it's legit. Number one, if it's fulfillable. So I've seen like giveaways for like a single monitor, a single hoodie, singular things. That is easy and fulfillable. And it actually is a great marketing strategy to get people to know your brand. Just be careful mm-hmm. about what you support. Yeah. And, yeah. All right, next topic. Brandon says, do one about the influence of movies and how they warp the perception of people's realities. Movies are pop culture. Pop culture is a loop. Pop culture is defined by what the people are thinking at that moment. And then pop culture also affects what people are thinking at the moment. So I think a really good example of this are movies like Get Out. So Get Out was a hugely popular movie. And it also, it was also, it was created and made successful by the timing as it was released around the Black Lives Matter movement. And then also because of Get Out, the Black Lives Matter movement was, was able to gain just that much more traction because of a movie featured from pop culture. Now, pop culture is a reflection of what people want to hear. Pop culture reflection is what mainstream people and media wants to see. So then they'll keep producing it. It's a su- simple supply and demand. Now, movies have been the oldest form of new media. So, like, yeah. old media is, like, books, newspapers from way, way mm-hmm. before. So, this is, like, a very broad definition of old and new. Movies were the first new media. Movies were the first way of, like, visual pleasures. It's honestly it's such an old medium that it's evolved in so many ways that m- movies will make or break whole cultures, whole movements, and, yeah. And, like, movies, they... Basically, the whole point of movies is that you get to experience by watching something that you can experience, whether it be, you know, science fiction like The Avengers or Star Wars, or it's just like a historical fiction movie where you're in the past. You can experience that in real life. So to be able to go see a movie that would, you know, semi-accurately depict what happened is really nice. And that shapes people's perspective and how they think about those things that happened in the past, because you think back on those and you see the movie in your head where it's like, oh, cars used to look like that or people used to eat that or they used to dress like that. Okay. Anjali says, if you're allowed to talk about politics, then do Trump getting out of the peach. So Benny, I know you're interested in politics. You're looking to go into poli-sci when you go to college as a major. What do you think about the whole thing and what exactly happened? Okay, so I think from the get-go, there's a very low chance of Trump being a convicted and removed because ultimately from the beginning, quid pro quo is very hard to convict because of how he said she said it was. Now, I think there was valid cause for impeachment inquiry. I think anything past that can be classified as both a political stunt or a valid act of justice. I think both sides are at fault here. So I think Democrats can be blamed for making this longer than it has to, ultimately failing to understand that where this is going and failing to just hand this off as rather than an impeachment inquiry into mm-hmm. a just into an investigation, an ethics investigation, is as yeah. far as it could have gone. If it did pan out, they could have later gone into an impeachment inquiry. But I think the Republicans are also at fault because ultimately they didn't have a trial. In my opinion, without witnesses, testification, and a jury, there is no trial. Because it got as far as Senate trial, they should have understood that there's a reasonable cause for removal. There was a reasonable cause that President Trump did commit an impeachable offense. Now, mm-hmm. I think regardless, they sh- it could have been acquitted, but I think ethically, the Republicans definitely should have pulled witnesses and documents. Now, on both sides, this is actually a really good opportunity for what it comes down to marketing themselves for the 2020 election. Democrats have been trying to use this impeachment as a cause of that they shouldn't reelect President Trump. 
because they're saying that he hasn't learned anything. This isn't going to be the last time he'll pull something like this. Anything, if any president has gotten us even as far as impeachment inquirement, that it's obvious that they're not fit to serve for re-election mm-hmm. and just a lot of banter. They're both playing this very well. They're both mm-hmm. able to turn this in their favor. We'll just have to see who does it better. We'll have to see who does it better in the election. Okay. Yeah, you had a lot of good points there. Riding on the back of the topic of politics, there's been a lot of confusion for people who don't necessarily know a lot about politics about the Iowa caucus and, you know, who won between uh, Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders because apparently, to my understanding, Bernie Sanders won the popular vote in Iowa, but because of, you know, delegates and it being weighted just like just like the presidential elections, Buttigieg actually won. So can you clarify that for everybody? Okay, so... Actually, there has been no official winner. So usually what happens in all elections is the AP will release an official winner. The AP actually has not done an official winner. But what I'm just reading right now is Iowa will give Buttigieg the delegates. So going back a little, how caucuses work is that these caucuses and primaries are determining how to split up the delegate to determine who will get the nomination. So whoever has the most delegates Mm -hmm. in the end will receive the nomination. We'll get um, all of them. Yeah. Well, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll receive the presidential nomination. So the caucuses are just like each state for the primary. So this is yes. part of the primary. Yes. What I'm looking at here is Pete Buttigieg ended with 564. Bernie Sanders ended with 562. So they are within 0.1 percentage of each other. They, wow. This, this is, it's enough for, to trigger a recount, which I think they have by a Monday night, the 10th to do. So, so they so they are recounting. They they to, might be. be they can request a recount. But ultimately I don't think it is worth it because both Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg have declared themselves winner. Realistically, mm-hmm. there's actually not that many candidates sprouting out of Iowa for them to justify a lot of work. There's only 13 dele- Pete Buttigieg will only get 13 delegates. Bernie Sanders will only get 12. Elizabeth Warren will get 8, Joe Biden 6, and um Amy Klobuchar 1. So if I were the candidates, I would not request a recount simply because there is not enough delegates at stake. What happened with the Iowa caucus was they were testing out this new app. Yeah, and the, I heard the, the app glitched and it, it messed up some of the votes and a lot of them got lost. Uh, what David said was absolutely correct. The app ended up not working. They didn't want to risk any election failure and they decided to count the vote and wait a long time. So all in all, the Iowa caucus results took about four days to report. You'd think that for something as important the election, you would, you know, test the the app a little bit earlier with the same amount of load that it would take during the actual, you know, election. And then during it, it would actually work. But I guess maybe they tested it, but they weren't expecting so many people to vote and it just overloaded their servers. What I know about it is that it's actually a really, really new app. So, mm-hmm. so I think what ended up happening was honestly just mishandling of the app. <laughs> Realistically, it probably ended up being just a couple old people just didn't know how to use the app. Yeah. Um, Boomers, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm reading from CNET is that the app was actually rushed into production. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other reasons was the, the app was really easy to get. So then anyone could access the infrastructure and mess with mm-hmm. it. There's a coding issue. It only reported out partial data. So actually a lot of factors went into it. Mostly production issue. But ultimately, the Iowa caucus, the only reason it matters is because it is the first caucus in the nation. It's the first look at where these candidates are headed. And ultimately, candidates, especially Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders, as 
they both declare themselves winner of Iowa, they will be using this to their advantage as a marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And our uh, our final topic is, shout out Sean Summers for sending this answer, is Fortnite dead? <laughs> um, Too bad, we're not talking about this episode. Maybe another episode because we're, run we're running out of time. Thank you, Benny, for coming on the yeah, podcast. No you can follow him. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at BeanieSun, B-E-A-N-Y underscore S-U-N. You can follow me on Twitter at Benny Z Sun without the without you sure the, you want them to follow you on Twitter? Yes, follow me on Twitter. At Are you sure? B N N Y Z S N. <laughs> alright. Alright. Whatever you want. Alright. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, my name's David Sue from Scott Center.